everyone, and welcome to Minute 124 of Season 3 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again on this lovely, uh, snowy Thursday uh, towards the end of December and the end of this show, who knows, uh, is Jeanette Ward of the Mundane Adventures of a Fangirl. Welcome back, Jeanette. How's, how's it snow in Wisconsin? yes i am uh, very happy to be here happy to be continuing to discuss easily one of the best movies of all time all right great and uh you know just just give me some water hookups for engine companies five three nine and six (laughs) (laughs) so minute 124 begins with john and holly embracing and ends with John and Holly emerging from the building. So th- this is this is actually a very interesting minute because there's a lot that goes on, but it's mm-hmm. completely unrelated to the movie. Everything that's really going on, it's just giving us a little bit of more exposition on things that that you know to help fill in things. But, Scene building. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It... Right. And the, the, I mean, basically, we ended things yesterday with. Uh, you know, Hans, little Tony Gruber, little Anton, <laughs> little Anton Gruber falling out of the, the window. And, you know, John and, and Holly began to embrace this minute begin, can, begins with them continuing to, to embrace. I guess the adrenaline of the situation really has, uh, you know, made them miss each other after not having, uh, you know, seen each other for, for six months. Um, well. The and the fact that, the and, the fact that and, and the fact that and the fact that you know Holly doesn't have a uh, watch anymore. No. So what she has no it? idea what time, what time is it, how long they've been embracing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And all of his blood is 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 on her and stuff like that. You can see the the jagged panes of of the the windowsill, you know, behind them. Uh, papers falling like confetti around them. He you know. is covered in filth. Yes. Completely. And then, then they end up kissing. So, you know, I, I guess it, the filth. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it was worth it for John to 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 fly three thousand miles to to go visit Holly. Well, and I think it's clear throughout the movie. I mean, their relationship is the love that they have for one another is never in question. It's the devotion each of them has to their careers and whether mm-hmm. or not they can mesh together. And, and I think that's again very relatable, very relationship centric, understandable. There, it's not that they hate one another. Sometimes you see couples who are estranged in movies, and they clearly hate one another. But this couple clearly loves one another. They've got two kids, and they're just they're trying to figure out how they can do this without, you know, making it complicated. So yeah, especially in a non cell like phone world where you know. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's it's in this movie. This this minute is a lot of them hugging <laughs> and trying to recover, yeah. and I think it's done well. Again, and you get to really see. Again, it, it's the set design of this where the flaming bonds, it's a great band name, hashtag flaming bonds, they're just raining down over the, again, the plaza that's filled with, at this point, emergency vehicles, <laughs> fire cars, people, everyone kind of milling around, the news van rolls in. Yeah, it's 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 world building. Story, story defining, uh, filling in the edges, making sure you know exactly um where they're at again setting up the spatial awareness for the audience yeah I like it. for sure yeah it's it's great 
And, you know, we, we, I mean, one of the things that we, we've discussed, and you, you probably don't know this, is, you know, the whole question about Holly's profession. You know, what is it that she does? Well, forget about that. But, but when she was living in New York with John, she, she must have still had some sort of uh, relatively high level position. You, know, you don't automatically. It's the Nakatomi Corporation, yeah. You, you don't automatically get this position in Nakatomi, you know, if, unless you have some sort of background. So the, I, I think the strain was was the distance and not necessarily the you know job. John's John's yeah. problem with the type of job that she has. Yeah, the issue is not her job. The issue is the location of her job. Right, it, and it's so it's so interesting that so much of this movie still works now regardless of timing. Um, but this aspect, especially post-pandemic, when we're looking at it, or semi-post-pandemic, um, that so many people were, like I myself now, I, have, I work remote. So many of us work remote now, so this this wouldn't really be a situation anymore. But at the time, the fact well, that now, now it's worse situations yeah. when people people that are married are in the same house all day because they're working remote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that part you can feel the that that dates it slightly, but the rest of it really doesn't. When the fact that he's the air travel, maybe smoking in the airport, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating that that piece of it is yeah. is what wouldn't be the same now. Yeah, no, because she complained, you know, that he didn't have time to call before he got on the plane. You know, you wouldn't have that problem nowadays because you have a cell phone. Uh, that's right. That's right. And uh, but but we find out in the next movie that that he's not a fan of technology, so so that helps. I think they use that as exactly. I think they use that as as a ploy to you know to sort of explain here why he doesn't you know why why there is no technology being used here. Well, and as as I mentioned, I think yesterday, Holly never doubted his his skills. And she says that repeatedly through the movie, right? She knows that as soon as things start popping off, she knows it's John. She knows because, he's, number one, he's good at his job. Number two, he's not going to sit by and let this go on or wait for help. He's going to do what he can to get the job done. And and so she's – and, and that makes it clear – and again, nothing being wasted in this movie. That makes it clear that – they love each other. They've always loved each other. This is simply the situation has become unbearable, and so they're doing their best to try and figure out what their process forward is. So it's yeah. it's nice that in this minute they spend a lot of time embracing as they exit the building. Yeah, but again, they also back to what you said before about the Nakatomi. I mean, she didn't have a job in Nakatomi in New York. She had to be working somewhere else because you know her excuse as to why she uses her maiden name. Right. Yeah. You know, she would have. Well, and. You know, because if she would have used that in New York, he would have known. Yeah. Well, and he says to Argyle at the front, like, she had a great job turned into a great opportunity. So she had to come out here or something. No, I think it was the opposite. She had a a, a great opportunity turned into a great job. Yeah. Either either way. So, yeah, the distance is what's been causing the problems. I do have a question on how they got down. Yeah. Because they're (laughs) up on the 23rd, 24th floor. How do they get down? Because the elevators. No, first of all, they're on the thirtieth floor. They're on the thirtieth floor. Elevators are decimated. I don't believe any of them are. Well, maybe they got one of them turned back on. Um, Well, okay, I'll I'll ask another question in a second. Well, we'll we'll get there in a second. First, first of all, they show us the external shot of the building. You know, that pans down, 
and mm-hmm. it's great because you see all the smoke and you're seeing all the 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 flying papers around but Debris. the flying papers look like fireworks because they're they're yeah. they're flying up you know it's as if uh, you know like this is the disney castle you know where they're <laughs> you have the fireworks uh, going off around it you know and then a- after it finishes it's it's panned down to the bottom yeah where we can finally see all the you know the staging area has come has gotten much closer to everyone has basically gotten much closer you see the burning helicopter right in mm-hmm. in the i guess the, not the lobby but in front of the lobby you know we and see this, the score reiterates that oh things are starting to resolve now yes. you can you can relax audience things are going to be okay now yeah and then we get all this background chatter okay first of all we hear a fireman say give me water hookups for engines engine companies five three nine and six so now you know where that quote came from before when i said mm-hmm. that before then someone else says over here it's a better angle so that must be a reporter okay then another man says let's give him a hand over there uh so that, that could be anybody but probably not a reporter uh <laughs> keep it going now keep it going uh maybe someone directing traffic i don't know and then we hear tracy reiner say come on come on we're gonna miss it Tracy Reiner, the daughter of Rob Reiner and Penny Marshall, has a very small part in this movie. She she plays Thornburg's assistant, the one who finds his address mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in L.A. You know, and right, and I even right. found an address right here in L.A. So she has mm-hmm. this this little line where she's saying, "Come on, come on, we're gonna miss it." You know, and the and as this is all going, we we see a track, we get the tracking shot. Of the the news van showing up again. All the rest of the hostages are out at this point. No, right? so they must have got just wait somewhere. because. Um, okay. And then someone else says, "Okay, hand me my notes." That's probably Thornburg himself. You know, getting ready for his Pulitzer, and then he says, "Come on." And then we see John and Holly. Okay, so as you said, we're, we're a little confused as to how they got down. Okay, but it must have been. Uh, either through one of the elevators that's still working, or they just walk down the thirty flights of steps, which which is also possible because because oh, yeah. I'm sure because there were steps, the yeah. well we saw the hostages last week running through the steps, running down the steps where one mm-hmm, of them gets hit mm-hmm, like it with a rock in the mm-hmm. head, you know as as he's running down the thing. But as they come out, you see the other hostages in front of them. Okay. So mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. tomorrow we'll mm-hmm. see even more hostages walking in front of them. So somehow, somehow, milling around. no, not milling around, walking out of the building. So somehow John and Holly managed to catch up to everybody else. That's the question. You know, here we have. What were those hostages doing? What were they doing during those ten minutes? Getting getting lost. They they didn't know where they were. They were trying to get out of the building. No one could. Well, because they out usually how to take the elevator. The elevators so, were working. They yeah. couldn't find the stairs. <laughs> Yeah, they were just meandering around on the 30th floor. Hey, if it worked, why not? <laughs> if you can... Waiting for John to show up to tell him right. where to go. <laughs> or waiting for someone to direct them in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah, but no, but it's just funny that, that they're all right in front of John and Holly. You know, so maybe maybe they, maybe they John and Holly be. took the express elevator. It could be, yeah. This this minute feels like filler, but really is is yes. set dressing. So I yeah, yeah. no, it's it. it's it's they did it great. There's there's no question that 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 it's it's nice to look at everything because here we see the aftermath. 
You know, like I said, we mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. the helicopter. I never noticed till till I was doing research now for this that you actually see the the burnt hulk of the elevator of the sorry the burnt hulk of of the helicopter. You're just sitting there in the plaza. Sitting. You know, hey, no one's yeah. trying to rescue the the two Johnsons. You know. Oh no, no, like... <laughs> no, the other one. <laughs> that I like that one better. <laughs> I like that one better when he calls up and says, yeah, "This is Agent Johnson." Yeah. No, the other one. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the again it's the nonverbal visual storytelling where all of this again provides spatial awareness for the audience, and you know exactly where this is happening and and how it relates to the previous right. scenes. And I mean, one of the things you also notice is when the the news van shows up. So um, there's another news van that's already there. So, so I guess. I guess the news has gotten out. (laughs) Thornburg no longer is the only one uh, being able to to report on this. You know, and and one of the great things that I love about that also is the fact that, you know, now Thornburg drove out to Holly's house. Okay. So let's say Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, 10, 15 minute drive, something like that. I mean, obviously we're, it's the middle of the night here. We don't know what time it is exactly. Um, we weren't able to see on Holly's watch what time it was because someone's thumb was over the watch. You know, those sneaky bastards. Um, right, so we have no no idea what time it is. My assumption is this is like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning at least. Yeah, because the party was – he didn't get to the party until it was mid-party time. And you have to assume it started because she was still working, well, so it sunset, probably didn't start till Sunset was at 4.50, and John showed up right at dusk. So he's been there since around 5 p.m., quarter to five, something like that. Mm -hmm. So this is maybe 12 hours, something like that. You know, we see fire trucks, we see ambulances, stuff like that. Um, But but think about it. Thornburg drove out to Holly's Holly's house. He was on TV Mm -hmm. so that Hans Mm -hmm. and and Holly could actually see him on TV. And he still was able to make it back in time for the, you know, uh, for the interview with them as they're coming out of the building. So he's he's pretty devoted and dedicated to his job and to his Pulitzer that yes. that, that he hopes to get from this. He's dedicated to his own ego. He's no, not of course. Dedicated. I don't of know course. about his job, <laughs> but he's he certainly has his. Uh, he knows what he wants. Yes, Let's put it that way. Correct. And at this point, you know, there there we see that John and Holly trying to get out of the buildings, and someone is helping them. You know, uh, and we see around them uh, SWAT and firemen and obviously tons of fine paper. And you know what? Until you mentioned it earlier today, I never even thought about the fact that these are the bonds. No, it, it makes sense. I would assume so. It, it makes that's Flaming right. bonds. I, I, yeah. Slowly yeah. drifting I was just thinking, okay, just, you know, paper. You know, someone had, you know, people had. Sales reports. <laughs> TPS reports. What's the TPS report? Oh, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, neither do I. <laughs> general general reports that are used in corporate business on a day-to-day basis. But no, I, I feel like it would make sense because, again, that's where the final scene takes place. And they had all the bonds there on that hand truck. And that's where the window blows out. And that's where, you know, everything's mm. on fire. So makes so, sense. Okay, that means... I always assumed it was flaming. That's great. Bombs. No, no, yeah. I, I, I never even thought about it beforehand. I just thought, okay, it's a, it's an office building. It's been blown up. 
it's got to be just beams of paper, you know, that that, that, that were blown out. But yeah, I, yeah, I think sure. it makes a lot for more sure. sense that, that they are flaming bombs. And they're they're flying all over the place, and, and anyone who gets one, just pick it up, put it in your pocket before anyone sees it. No one's, no one's going to be missing go. it. I, I th- what were they, like $100,000 each of them or something like that? They were just like... I think so, yeah. And, and as we've learned, like, it's going to take them forever to try and track any of those down. So yeah. go cash it Especially now. Especially since when you... When you cash it, nobody will know that it's you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, that's pretty much all we have to say about this minute. This is a very quick and concise minute with, uh, I mean, obviously each minute yeah, takes the exact the same amount of time. Well, and, but, I guess the, the score, the score is, is letting you know, okay, it's over, you can relax. We're winding it, down. The score of a movie, yeah, 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 it should only be noticeable when it's really, really exceptional or when it's terrible. And I saw a movie yesterday yesterday friday where um the, it just was relentless and driving the whole time and i'm like if this score doesn't calm down it the, at no point is it letting you breathe and take in the movie here you have a score that plays exactly heightens attention when it needs to enhances the action when it needs to disappears when it needs to silence in a movie can be really powerful um and this moment too, where it's like, okay, good. Now you can start to breathe again. You can start to, words, you know, might be a fake out, might not be, but I, I just really appreciate it. I think it's done very well. And it, it's that pan down of the building too, where it started super intense and kind of brings it down as you get a visual bringing it down and yeah. everything kind of comes yeah. down. Yeah, no, no, I like it's, it. It's done. It's done, well done very well here, especially since it'll bridge into tomorrow's episode, mm-hmm. which will give us more of a reason why they're doing it this way. Also, you know. And like one of the women that's that's walking, it looks like she she's carrying something. It's it it's not a baby, but it looks like she's walking as if she's carrying a baby. So she's very funny. Um, well, I mean, maybe that's why the hostages didn't make it out. They were helping what's her name. She's hugging something. You know the baby that's ready to tin bar. That's that right. No, it's not her. Bar. No, it's, it's not. not her. Her baby is ready to tin bar. Yeah, look it's look at enough. at second fifty seven. There is a blonde woman with uh, shoulder length hair right in the middle. And I'm trying to figure out what it is that she's holding. Okay. She's holding something. I can't figure out what it is. But she's holding yeah. it as if she's holding a baby. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I could not begin to guess. And you got all the spot uh, guys just looking up. <laughs> what would you take out of an 80s office building and protect? It's her. It's her. It's her I was going to say it's her baby. booze. Bottle, bottle of champagne that she was trying to take up. That would be my guess. Like, I clearly that party had some top shelf stuff. She probably well, especially since there was a guy who was already blanket. drunk at five o'clock. You know when John showed up. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. Anyways, California. Uh, so, you have anything <laughs> else you want to say about this movie before we get into the script? Nope, that's everything that I had on my list. Huge. Crime. Okay, so the, this first responders. <laughs> So the well, actually, they're not first responders anymore. But yeah. Um, so the the script actually is just a few lines from this entire scene that that we get to watch. It says, "Smoke drifts up from what has suddenly become the top floor." <laughs> oh, that's actually great. I never even thought about that. You know, now we have a new top floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Thornberg's mm-hmm. remote truck careens into the parking lot. A crowd watches as the front doors of the building open. We see McLean, who holds up Holly and in turn is supported by SWAT men. As reporters start shouting questions, McLean breaks free of his entourage and Holy Holly pushes into the crowd. That's all it says. Mm. So I, it, it's not as fun as reading all these different quotes that we just said. 
you know, about like a fireman just having some random quote in the middle and stuff like that and getting Tracy Reiner back in for, for a few seconds. Yeah, those really so, established you know. the scene. The chaos of the scene. What they do is establish the chaos yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, great. So every Thursday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track Holiday Edition where my guests will give their uh, – will give a little story, anecdote, adventure, something that happened to them over the course of their life uh, that somehow related to the holidays. So what have you got for us, Jeanette? Well, uh, I guess – I, I need to find out what year it was. Uh, my brother and I have a tendency to buy each other fun. Like, as we get older, the more silly toys we buy each other for Christmas um, and for birthdays and holidays and things like that. Um, well, this year you can get him Triclops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, neither of us were super big um, uh, He-Man folks but actually you should get it for your mother since your mother since your mother loves this team you should buy her that and she'll be like what the hell did you get me this for and you can say because we talked about triclops um we i think it must have been 2008 when the clone wars animated movie came out Uh, that was 2008 yes the um the baby hutlet rhoda jabba the hutt's nephew Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie, the the MacGuffin actually is this hutlet in which uh, Anakin and um, Ahsoka and Obi Wan have to go after is this tiny little baby hutlet uh, and return him to his family. Uh, mm, sounds like Baby Yoda. He, well, less, <laughs> less cute and more stinky. Um, no, but I'm saying the same idea. Yeah, the uh, the hot toy for Star Wars fans that Christmas was a plush Baby Yoda in a backpack, so you could put it on and he would be in the backpack adorable and so i was like oh i'm getting that for my brother what a perfect idea uh he probably also had the same thought and so on christmas morning we both opened packages of the exact same size that is really <laughs> cool got each other the exact same gift without knowing which i thought was hilarious and he found very frustrating but uh, there is a picture of us like both holding the exact same thing and me looking at it and him looking like err <laughs> It's great. I love that it. is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> That's great. It's fantastic. So yeah, we we no because it shows how much the two of you were in sync. Absolutely, you know? had the same game plan. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, very cool. All right. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, go ahead and find my movie reviews over at uh, jwardadventures.blogspot.com. You can check out my dance troupe at tamarindbellydance.com. You can also pull us up on the YouTube. To, watch a bunch of performance videos uh super fun we just had an event well this will be um we should be having an event coming up very soon for the holidays so be on the lookout for new videos um and there you go all right great and while you do not go rate review and subscribe any podcast you might be using to listen to the show you can find me very simply just do a search for movie around minute you can find me on my website movieroutminute.com you can find me on twitter and you can find me on facebook so, Jeanette, you, you feel like coming back again tomorrow? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just you're just gonna have to answer. How does it feel to be outside? All right. <laughs> that think about that that question till tomorrow. Okay. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see what your response is gonna be about that. How do you feel to be outside? Yeah. After <laughs> after how many minutes? <laughs> Inside. <laughs> Exactly. All right. All right. So we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, yippee ki yay. Yippee ki yay.